Welcome to the Addiction Connection Podcast, connecting the hope of the gospel with the heart of addiction. I'm your host, Mark Shaw, and today I am joined by a guest who is way up north. His name is Lou Samaritano. I think I'm saying that right, Lou. Am I saying that right? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, my ability to pronounce words is not always the best, especially names. And so I'm, I'm doing my best here. You know, I'm a Southern guy. Uh, so you have a, a more of a Northern name and, um, what nationality is that? Oh, that's uh, Italian, uh, Sicilian to be more specific. Yeah. All right. I, th- I thought so, but I didn't want to presume. Well, Lou Lou joins me today, and I'm so glad to have him. And I asked him what verse kind of it means a lot to him right now. And he shared Galatians 2.20, which says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And so, Lou, just tell our listeners a little bit about why that particular verse means something to you right now? Sure. Well, I, I realized that, you know, what God did in me uh, 23 years ago wasn't something that I did for myself. Um, it's the work that he did. He did on Calvary 2000 years ago. And in Christ now, I am dead to sin and alive to God in Christ. And uh, that's where my hope lies. That's where my Obviously, my redemption lies. There, there is where my sanctification lies. And uh, so I just love that verse that he loved me and he gave himself to me. And that changed my life. Yeah. A personal relationship yeah. with, yeah. with the one true God. Nothing Amen. better. Hang well, on to that. Well, now, where are you stationed right now in life? Where has God got you? Okay, right now I'm uh, doing biblical counseling uh, of all forms. You know, I do addiction counseling. I do help people with marriages, with uh, with anxiety and depression, and everything in between. So I'm uh, kind of uh, have my own uh, office here on Long Island in New York, and um, and I see people on an appointment basis. And uh, actually, I do it as a uh, as a form of uh, providing for my family and uh, I'm able to minister to people and point them to Jesus. I mean, I thought that I do it, it's, you know, as that verse says, it's Christ in me. You know, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Amen. So my goal is to point people to Jesus because that's fundamentally the big uh, issues that we deal with, or that's the fundamental foundational problems that people deal with when they're struggling with sin. They need to get their eyes on Christ and they, they need to start putting into practice the truths that they either know or they need to know. Yeah. Yeah. That It's so true that people need a guide. They need somebody to help them. I think people a lot of times think, well, I'm just going to read the Bible, study by myself and do these, you know, self-contained courses. And I'm a big believer in side-by-side personal ministry, whether it's formal or informal, uh, biblical counseling. You know, we need help. We need people to walk us beside us as we study scripture and as we 
apply scripture? Because I think a lot of people think just read scripture and read it. It's a good book and then live your life. Yeah. And you're, you're not saying that at all. You're saying read scripture and apply it into your life. How do you help some of your counselees do that, apply scripture in their lives? Well, I give them homework, right? The, uh, what, what separates us from a lot of the secular counselors, right? Is that That's we, right. Uh, we don't want people to just hear. Uh, we don't want to just present the truth. We want to say, all right, well, how can we put this into practice in your life? I had uh, somebody here last night and the marriage counseling situation and I separated them and I had him come in by himself last night. And, you know, he was saying how he knew every, he knew the verses I was given. And one of the verses I gave them was uh, Ephesians 4, 29. Um, you know, uh, and, you know, don't let the un- unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that which is helpful to build each other up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And he goes, yeah, I've been practicing that. I said, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been not, I've been trying to really be careful what I say. I said, well, that's really good, but have you been doing the other part of it? Have you doing, have you been putting on, right, that which benefits those, right, to build others up, that it may benefit those who listen? He said, you know, I never, I've been looking at the bride, I didn't even see that. <laughs> and, and that's the way we are. It's not just him, I'm, I'm speaking to myself and to all of us. A lot of times we, know the scripture, but we don't know it the way we should know it. And sometimes we don't really um, put it into practice, I guess would be the best way to say it. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's a good example. I mean, and we, and we miss it. It's sometimes it's right there in plain view. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> well, and right. your, your website is a biblical counselor.com, a biblical counselor.com. Isn't that right? Correct. Correct. And the same, the email is abiblicalcounselor at gmail.com. So if anybody's looking for help in Long Island, in the New York area, call you, set up a time, appointment. I mean, your theme is loving help for hurting people through God's truth. Mm, Amen. Amen. Have to have it all, right? The love and the truth. That's right. That's right. Truth and love. That's right. Truth and love, right? That That sounds familiar. Yeah, it does. But isn't that, isn't that your, uh, one of your, uh, your ministries? Truth yeah, it, it was. It, uh, it's now okay. this ministry, the Addiction Connection. Okay. But yeah, that, that was, you know, we talk about a verse that means a lot to you. The Ephesians 4, 15, 16 are the verses that meant a lot to right. me. And, and I just think in, in biblical counseling, you know, you mentioned giving homework as one of our distinctives. I think another mm-hmm. distinctive for us is, we have to be able to say the hard things, the truth, in a way that is loving and not selfish or you know or hurtful, but in a way that's loving and and helpful. And you know, that's why that verse means a lot to me. And I'm sure you do that a lot in your biblical counseling ministry. Well, I always tell people when I'm counseling them, I say I'm counseling myself as well, and I'm not just saying that. Right. <laughs> I really, I need to hear truths over and over again, just like they did, you know? So, um, you know, I know I'm saved by God's grace and, uh, I know that he is saving me as well by his grace, right? Sanctifying me until one day I'll be totally, uh, glorified and without any sin at all to deal with. But until then, 
you know, I have to run the race just like my counselees do. Yeah. Well, and um, tell us a little bit about your personal life, if you can, if, if you want to, sure. a little bit about yeah. Tracy and your kiddos and all. Yep. So um, I'll tell you where I started as far as my salvation. I'm pretty old, so you don't want to hear the whole story. Be here for a long time. <laughs> yeah, don't start like I was born. <laughs> maybe a little bit further along. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'll just give you my salvation testimony. Yeah, I'll give you a synopsis of it because um, we know that God was working all along. God's always working in our life. Amen. But um, when I saw it most clearly was about 23 years ago. They said. Um, I was working at a, uh, I was, actually I was an investment uh, financial uh, guy selling insurance, selling uh, mutual funds, things like, of that nature. And uh, I was, you know, doing pretty well. Um, my goal at that time was to be successful and, you know, to just, to, you know, make money and be comfortable. Like, uh, you know, the American dream, so to speak. Right? Right. Um, nothing wrong in and of itself, but without God being preeminent, it's totally wrong. And so I was just living my life and uh, going along my merry way. And I, I joined a firm. Um, I guess it doesn't matter the name of the firm, but I joined the firm and I met a gentleman there and he came up to me the first day I met him. And he said, uh, you know, he gave me his name and he said, I'm a, I'm a born again Christian. Now I was raised, well, let's put it this way. I was Christian. Roman Catholic. I didn't go to church that often. So um, I thought about God from time to time. But generally, that was when I really uh, was in big trouble and I would call out to him. But um, other than that, I really wasn't seeking God. And um, all of a sudden, he's sharing with me. We become friends. And I mean, he's very evangelistic, sharing the gospel. We became friends. We started playing racquetball together, walking out of the gym, which is nearby. And uh, over about a course of a year, but I wasn't buying into it. I, I mean, I'd hear him. I'd say, listen, you know, his name was John. I said, you know, you're a nice guy. You know, I like being your friend, but I'm not, you know, please stop sharing. I didn't really want to hear it. You know, he would have, he had a little home group at his house on Sundays. And I was playing racquetball on Sundays. I don't have time for that. You know, I'm too busy. And uh, about, again, about a year. So I knew him for a year. A couple months after, uh, another Christian joins our office, and he's just as evangelistic or more than this guy was, certainly with me. And one day, he's just standing at the doorway of my office, and uh, he had told me his testimony. And he had been a drug dealer, drug addict, um, womanizer, you know, carried a gun, a pretty rough guy. And he had told me that this had nine, nine years, before, how God had intervened in his life, and he just said his life has drastically changed, and now all of his relationships with women were were not uh, the way they were before, let's put it that way. Um, and uh, they were pure relationships, and he said, I, you know, my life is so different now, and this God, and I'm going to myself, something, something is real here. This is not just uh, religion. Something has changed this man. And somehow the words that he was speaking to me just gripped my heart. And I remember him saying to me, as he was talking, he's going, what would hold you back from, you know, coming to know Jesus and committing your life to him? And I said, well, 
I know that if I do this, my whole life has to change. And I did. I did uh, bow the knee to him, to Jesus Christ. And uh, again, it's really his work. You know, the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in my heart to make me know the knowledge of God and the face of Jesus Christ. And, and that's really what happened. And the next day, uh, actually my friends, my other friends, after about 10 minutes, walked into my office. And this guy, Gary, said to my friend, John, just say hi to Brother Lou. And <laughs> he knew exactly what he was saying. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> he was flabbergasted. He was like, he couldn't believe it. And I just started going to church and, I was, I just couldn't get enough. I wanted to grow in the Lord and know the Lord better. And I, I, I started to question a lot of things that I was doing. One of the things I didn't feel that comfortable with my business at that particular time in my life, that's where God was working in me. And yeah. I just felt I wanted to do something else. I felt there was something else that I wanted to do for the Lord. And so I started, you know, taking classes, uh, Moody Bible Institute and, um, a couple of different schools and I said, you know, I don't know what God's going to do, but I need to be prepared. And then, uh, I served at a couple of churches as a associate pastor. And then just really, as I started working towards my doctorate, I saw, I didn't think that for some reason the churches I was in or whatever it was, didn't seem to fit being a pastor. And I would say, why don't you do biblical counseling? Because there was a, you know, I was actually a master's international divinity school. They had something on uh, biblical counseling. So I went forward with that. And uh, that was what? Many years ago now when I started the class. So probably six years ago. Six years. And I've been, yeah. And then what? So I've been counseling since then. Yeah. I mean, you're an accomplished guy. Bachelor's, Master of Arts. Pastoral ministry, you're a member of the American Academy of Biblical Counselors and the ACBC group, IEBC. I know they just had a conference, and um, yeah. and then you've got your doctorate at uh, Master's International University of Divinity. So you are right. a well-credentialed guy now, commissioned addictions biblical counselor with the Addiction Connection. I mean, you got it that's all most, now. That's most. That's most important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from my perspective. No, no, I'm just a kidding. Plus, a little plus for you, boy. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a great ministry. It is a great ministry. You know, all kidding aside, you know, it, it is kind of a the lost field. You know, the forgotten field, I should say. A yeah. lot of times, people, especially, you know, it seems like the secular has been leading the way in that. You know, in many ways. Wow. You know, so it's great that you're that you're stepping out there, brother, and. Uh, you know, leading this ministry and, and helping us to learn more about it. And, you know, I have a number of your books back here on my bookshelf, uh, The Heart of Addiction, uh, How to uh, Addiction Proof Your Child, and I think, I've, I think I have the course talking. So I use your resources, just so you know. Yeah, thank you. And my kids thank you, too, so they can go to college. No, I'm, I'm just Amen. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know a little something about that. Now, you have four children, right? Right, right. I got one that's uh, actually just got out of the Marines last year. I uh, just got married. Um, he wants to be a physical therapist. He's 23. And then uh, the two girls, one's 20. She's at Liberty right now in Virginia. Uh, she wants to be a social worker to uh, she really wants to work with, uh, you know, pregnancy centers 
Wow. Um, really, she has a real heart, real passion for that, um, to help, uh, you know, women uh, not to have abortions, you know, and to help them to know how to raise children and all that. So Amen. the other one, I want to be a librarian, which, uh, which is interesting. And um, then I have one that's just kind of, not, kind of up in the air a little bit. The old, yeah, she's 26. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 you know, it, my kids are about in that same age range. So, um, oh, wow. it's a, it's a real blessing, you know, now that they're adults, I enjoyed them when they were little in the different stages, but I'm, I'm really enjoying them now a whole lot, just that they're adults. And I don't know, it's just something about that the, this phase of life with my kiddos, the relationship is mm -hmm. great. My son is producing this as we speak. And then my daughter really runs the ministry and does a yeah. lot for me. Uh, yeah. she. You've probably great. dealt with Sarah a good bit. Yeah. It's amazing. You're your whole family there. Yeah. My wife does so much behind the scenes. Nobody even knows. And she's a complete wow. and total volunteer. And then my youngest daughter great. will edit and do things for me and, uh, my youngest is, uh, wow. he's a, he's kind of a fill in the blank or fill in the gap kind of guy, um, helping us mm -hmm. in different ways. But, uh, and really the That's reason important. we started this was to highlight ministries like yours, because mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to, to equip people to, to better handle addictions. You know, it's really just a heart issue. I mean, and, and it's not, yeah, absolutely. it's yeah. not tons different than what you're doing. But to let people know that there's a guy in New York, of all places, uh, on Long Island, who's Sicilian. I mean, this guy, <laughs> he's he's available. He's he's there for you and people, so that they can know where to go. That uh, you have a genuine biblical approach to addiction, and so thank you for your ministry. Absolutely, no, uh, thank you, brother. Appreciate uh, what God has given me. Uh, obviously, my salvation first and foremost, and then. To be able to help others. And again, I just, uh, one guy, I remember I counseled him and his wife some issues that they had. And he goes, Lou, he goes, all you do is point us back to Jesus. I said, Amen, brother. It's Amen. right. <laughs> it's not that complicated. No, it's let's, really. Let's, see, let's look at what God says. Okay, I know you have this problem. And it is funny, though, you know, as, you know, fallen humans, and you know, obviously we're redeemed, but we still have that uh, aspect of, uh, you know, in uh, there and uh, you know just some of the things in the Bible are not you know they go they go against the grain of the flesh you know um, you know sometimes you know you have people coming in and people have sinned against them and, and uh, you know people have insulted them or slandered them and you know inside you feel like saying yeah go get them <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you know kind of that's what they want to hear you know I mean? That's like, right. <laughs> you're not going to hear that. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. That's I'm right. gonna, and I'm also going to say, I'm also going to say, brother or sister, I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy, but it's the best way. God's way is better than our way. Right? That's His right. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Right? As high as the heavens above the earth, so His ways higher than our ways and His thoughts, our thoughts. So we need to keep on going back to that. If we just start going our own way, uh, that's when, you know, trouble comes. That's when we get ourselves, we dig ourselves into a hole. That's right. So, you know, I was thinking you know. this month, it's, 
National Recovery Month is September every year, and um, and I think we should call it National Transformation Month because that's the biblical goal. Amen. You know, recovery is for unbelievers. That's the best they can do, really, is to yeah. be a better version of their old self and to stay clean and sober. But for Christians, um, we can become like Christ, which is a new creation, not not a caterpillar, but a butterfly. And we can yeah. um, not only be like Christ uh, transformed, um, but the the freedom that comes from that. And so transformation to me is available for Christians. And just what you're talking about, it's because of yeah. God's word. The unbeliever mm-hmm. doesn't have that. All they have is recovery. That's the best they can do. But we have the truth of God's word and the Holy Spirit working in our hearts as believers. So our 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 top end, our goal, uh, we can reach new heights, you know, and I appreciate mm-hmm. people like you and just looking at the blog articles and the different things you posted on your website. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. great that uh, you believe that there's more for the addicted than just being clean and sober. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. New life. Life the way God uh, has ordained it to be, right? And, uh, you know, everybody's seeking after something. Everybody's seeking after, um, you know, satisfaction. They're seeking after comfort. They're seeking after happiness. But the reality is that the Lord came to give us life and give it to us abundantly. And um, the bottom line is, you know, Romans 1 tells us, you know, that everybody's a worshiper. And we're going to be worshiping something. And we come out of the womb worshiping self, ultimately. And uh, I, think, I think, as you said, when one of your uh, training um, uh, sessions that ultimately all idols are really looking to feed the big idol, which is ourself. We're looking to satisfy self. So we have these mini idols that we seek after often, and we start worshiping the creature instead of the creator. And that's, and if you look at Romans 1, again, what happens in verse 24 and 26 and 28 that God gives people over. But even as believers, we can get caught up in seeking uh, idols. As it says in First uh, John 5.21, uh, he says, little children, John writes, keep yourself from idols. And we have to be careful of that, that we don't start worshiping, again, the things of the world instead of uh, preeminently Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, you mentioned... Um being commissioned with us. And I, I mentioned that too, but the, um, I love that process of sitting down with two people every week, working through our questions and tell, tell the listeners a little bit about that process, if you would. Well, it was great because it's not just academic. I mean, obviously you have to think there's the questions, there's the interviews, uh, there's the case studies. Um, you're listening obviously to your, you're teaching the fundamentals and all of that. Um, but I like, you know, actually just, it's, it's really fellowshipping around God's word together. That's how I felt. Amen. I really enjoyed uh, the two brothers that, uh, I can't remember their names, but I really actually was very blessed by them. And uh, after we hang up, I'm going to look up. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who would know is Sarah. If I, if I called Sarah right now, She'd know right off yeah. the top of her head. She keeps up with all that. But uh, yeah, no, that, well, I, I like that process. I, I like our yeah. commissioning process. I just think mm-hmm. 
and we want to get to know you. It's really about a relationship, and and you and yeah. I, we've tried to connect a few times and here and there, and so it's good for us to t- kind of get to yeah. know each other better too. I, I love that aspect of what we're doing. Even the summit come up coming up in November. Yeah. I'm not sure if you can come or not, but I, I want to. His, his, my only concern is uh, I don't know if I'm going to have to quarantine when I come back. Oh, I know. And, you know, it's such a good time for leaders like yourself, ministry leaders who we want to provide a restful time. And this year it's rest and rejuvenation. And even, mm-hmm. a, you know, just where you can meet with other people who are like you doing the same similar yeah. t- type of ministry, just to be encouraged yeah. and, and to share best yeah. practices. And uh, we even have a yeah. segment where we want to minister to you guys and, uh, you know, a special way. I'm, I'm hoping to come. In fact, I invited two other couples. Oh, great. Yeah, they're not uh, part of the ministry, <clears throat> although they have been involved, one in particular, very much in the, uh, well, they called it recovery ministry at the time. But he's, you know, uh, he's in the renewal ministry. <laughs> the transformation ministry. Yeah, that's um, right. Very big, very big into working with addicts. Well, yeah, I I certainly hope you can come, but I understand if you can't because of this weird time we're living in. And, um, you know, I I like people to come just because I like to serve them while they're here and to really see them uh, get some rest and rejuvenation and new relationships. I mean, it's it's been fun. So this will be the fourth time we've done it, and uh, it's the fourth one, which is unbelievable. But the first time we did it afterwards – just seeing everybody connect on Facebook and on, um, you know, through email and wanting to start, hey, let's meet and talk. And and it's been really neat for me to see other people networked together. I mean, that's really what we want to provide is a place for, uh, because like you said, I mean, the, the secular world has led the way in addiction. And so I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying to carve out a different way and say, you know, I appreciate what they've done. I really do. I appreciate what they've done. But we have a message that goes beyond sobriety, beyond being clean and sober, and it's about transformation. And um, so, yeah. So, well, good. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with you. Well, you're you're, um, a busy guy. How can we pray for you? Wow, just, uh, you know, always... uh, Again, a closer walk with Christ and then the wisdom be able to, to be able to help others to walk more closely with him. Amen. Yeah. And um, health is good. You're doing all right there. Or am I asking too I'm personal? Doing well. What's that? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, thank God. That's because you're a Sicilian. I mean, come on. Oh, you can't <laughs> help it. I know. Uh, do you know Dan and Rosemary Gavin? No. Oh man, you got to meet the Gavins. I'm gonna, I'll connect you by email. Um, yeah. They're great folks. They're not too far from you. They're down in the Jersey area. Um, a little oh, bit of a hike down what 95 or one of those high okay. interstates. But yeah, there. Um, Dan has Addictions Victorious Ministry there and does oh, a great wow. work. And they're good friends of mine. And uh, I think you would connect with them quite well. Um, That'd be uh, great. Yeah, yeah. So it's always good to have other brothers that you can talk to, other you know, other people that are doing the same ministry, especially. 
Yeah, not too far down the road. I mean, a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. Of course, yeah. of course, yeah. where you are, a fifteen-minute uh, drive for us is like a forty-five-minute drive for you some days, I guess. So the yeah, traffic. depending on the traffic. Yeah, uh, that's always we always, we always uh, kid around me and my wife. It's like you know, it's the worst drive. Part of the drive is getting out of New York. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and then coming, and then coming back in. <laughs> it's just where you hit all the cars and traffic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So again, you're going to keep writing books. I hope so. Yeah, I, keep buying. Help you out with the, your college education. Yeah, that's right for the kids. <laughs> well, I tease about that. You don't make a ton of royalties on books, but it's fun to help people, and and it and it blesses me. Thank you for saying you use some of them, and uh, that's just I'm humbled yeah. to hear that. Yeah, I'm mad, bro. Well, I know you've got to get to a counseling case, so I uh, I better let you go, right? Okay, brother. Well, I appreciate uh, you uh, you know having me on, and uh, you know praise God for uh, what you're doing, brother. Well, thank you. This is Lou Samaritano. I'm trying to say that right. <laughs> Lou, That's pretty it, good. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'll practice. I'll, I'll keep practicing. I'll look in the mirror and practice and and try to sound it out better. But Lou That's is a bit. Lou's a biblical counselor. He's a talented guy. We didn't even talk about your music, um, but you're you're involved in music and pastoral ministry and biblical counseling. The website is abiblicalcounselor.com, and I encourage anyone listening today who needs help or knows someone who needs help in the New York area, he's um, in Sayville or, you know, on, on yep. Long Island there. Um, but, you know, right now he's... He's one of the few we have doing addiction biblical counseling in the New York area. So uh, this is your guy, and his website gives you the information and some of the expectations. Even have a picture of Lou, so you can see what he looks like. Um, you know, not a scary guy at all. Very uh, loving, handsome, winsome man. So uh, I'm I'm excited to have him on the team, and and have just heard good things from lots of people about your ministry, Lou. So thank you again for being on the podcast. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you. All right. And thanks to our listeners. We will see you next time on the Addiction Connection podcast. God bless.